Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Honore, how are you doing today, ma'am? It's almost the holiday break time, so oh. I'm doing pretty good. How yeah. are you? I made a post on, I think it was on Twitter. Yeah, it was on Twitter. How today, a Thursday before a holiday weekend always feels like a special Friday. <laughs> it's like, yes. You know, you know, you're not gonna be able to really talk to the world tomorrow and that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting all the fun stuff for work yeah. done beforehand that, yeah. um, that you've kind of been saving the best for last. And that's what today is for me. Awesome. Yeah. yeah that's what we're going to call it. Saving the best for last. I do that on purpose. Some, I, some I, things I, on my list, I would not <laughs> say that I've saved the best for last. I would say, I would say they're the things I haven't gotten to that. I want to like, I want to, I'm a list maker. Yes. I want to make the list and cross things off. And then sometimes I will write things on the list and cross them off that I did mm -hmm. both because it's very fulfilling yes. and also because I won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. I may yeah. need to check back later and say, did I send that? Email? Did I do that thing? So it's the downside of sticky notes is um, if you tear them up and throw them away, you don't have like this uh, long going like, record. No record. Like, yeah. I like to keep the, um, picking this one up on purpose, obviously. Um, right. I like to keep a checklist going inside these. It's so like, yeah, same. It's such a bad habit, but whatever. Um, Sorry. but I think you and I've talked before about how I kind of save my Fridays every week for, I call them Friday fun days for work, like my fun client or two or three, two yeah. groups I want to talk to. Like I schedule my learn think config sessions on Fridays and then that's it. Like everything else is just me buttoning up the work for the week. No other yeah. client calls. I block out my schedule because, and I treat this day like that before holidays, like the Thursday before nice. the weekend. Yeah. It's awesome. Nice. Awesome. Okay. Well, this is definitely fun. Recording videos with you is, you know, the before, the during and the after is always a blast. <laughs> yes, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I hope the people watching this are like, get in there and like interact with this in the comments because wow. like, you know, the after part, like you were just saying already, that's the fun part. Like we get to make the video, but then we want to like talk to you guys. If you have comments, questions, anything, um, we'd love to share with you and talk with you and just interact with you. So make sure you guys are jumping in the comments. Um, but today's today, we wanted to talk about the intangibles in coaching. Cause we have a couple of, couple of videos, um, about, uh, the awesomeness of coaching and being an excellent coach and the business back end and the tangible aspects, um, in coaching. But, uh, Today, we want to peel the lid back a little bit on intangibles. So you want to kick us off on some intangibles, Ms. Honoré? Yeah, so I think the, the, the number one intangible, and this is something that you, oh gosh, it's not a bullet point you can put on your sales page. It's mm. not something that you can say to someone, but without it, your coaching relationship will be inferior. It'll mm -hmm. be inferior for you, the coach, and it will be inferior for you, the client. And that mm -hmm. is to actually care <laughs> about your clients, to have a vested interest in the client, not just the work, but also mm -hmm. what's outside of the work, because anything that's going on in someone's personal life, positive or not so positive will affect their ability to work and their ability to get results. I'm specifically talking about business and executive coaching, which is my specialty. I did not do life coaching. Although yeah. I would submit that all 
business coaching and executive coaching is life coaching. Not all life coaching is business coaching, but the reverse is always right. true. And very often I would uncover in my conversations when someone would be stuck or they were saying, this is the thing I'm going to do by the next time we talk. And the same thing was on the list over and over again. I was asking myself the question, am I the right coach? Is this the right relationship? And also what else is going on? And in order to ask that question, I actually had to care about it. Right. And then I had to help them to make the connection between, well, gosh, maybe the fact that your mom just died is impacting your mojo. It's impacting your right. ability and desire to come to work and actually do work, to develop new clients and new business. I think that's the number one intangible is you've got to bring a part of yourself to business. And there is a saying, it's not personal, it's business. And I think that there's nothing more personal than business, especially in a coaching relationship, which is, I think, a sister or, or brother of therapy, right? right. So if, if therapy is helping you to understand and process through what happened mm -hmm. before today, and coaching is helping you to achieve what it is you want to get to tomorrow, it makes sense that they are related, that they are siblings in some way. Hmm. And so that a great coach and intangible also of a great coach is knowing when you're dipping into the therapeutic. And if you're not a trained therapist, then probably you want to have that conversation with someone and all tough conversations require an element of caring. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to give you feedback, nobody wants feedback. Everybody wants feedback. Nobody wants feedback, right? <laughs> I'm going to give you feedback. You have to know stated or unstated that I care about you, that mm. there's an element of caring. And if right. I say, if you said to me, let's put me on the hot seat, right? If you said, Honore, this conversation that we're having, I think is above my pay grade. Mm -hmm. Right. I think you need something that I'm not able to give you in this relationship. And I'm going to suggest you talk to someone who can help you process through that. Mm. For a lot of people, I don't need therapy. Who are you to tell me I need therapy? <laughs> that that's not the response that you want. Right. Right. And so right. someone has to has to understand that you're putting yourself at risk by suggesting that they need professional help. Right. That's why they're called interventions, right? That's why, that's why yeah. you know, it's like, we got to bring yeah. everybody together because Bob has a problem and we got to get Bob to solve his problem. And Bob has to understand that the people in the room, right. And in your situation as a coach, your, your client has to understand that you are suggesting this because you care about them. So I mm. think caring is the underlying biggest intangible because coaching conversations can be tough conversations, illuminating conversations, transformative conversations. And underneath all of that has to be that element of caring. Right. You know, it's, I, I love that you brought up uh, the, the, the relationship to therapy or therapist, because as a coach and a consultant, I found myself at times, especially in the scientific or technical worlds, um, oftentimes having to draw a line between like, hey, that is a lawyer problem. <laughs> it's like, you know, they, right. right? Yes. It's like legal as yes. well. Um, and then in other times it was, 
I can do all these things, but I can't sign off on that one thing because, or I can't help you with that one thing because that requires a specific license that I don't carry or something like that. Um, Knowing where those lines are drawn, we do a really good job of doing that in the worlds of like licensure and law and and things like that. But uh, people tend to, to have a harder time with that when it comes to the, to the elements like you're talking about where the lines are a little less clear. But you know, when you're getting into an area that's, it just feels different, you know? And yes. I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more with your point about caring. And there's, there's a good argument to be made that, although that is obviously an intangible part of coaching, um, it's probably the most, you feel that part the most, right? You can't pick it up and touch it, right? right? But you know, when very intangible, but you know, if someone cares about you or if they don't exactly. And you know, when you care about someone else or you don't, (laughs) it works in both directions. Right. So like from the coaching perspective, there's times when I'm like, yeah, this client's begging me to pick them up, but I just, I just can't because they're not the right person for me to wake up and serve tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So the relationship the therapist is one. I love that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think another intangible are the extra things you can do for your clients mm. that you know that they need and they may not know that they need because they have a blind spot or they don't have a realization or they don't have the confidence or whatever, whatever mm. that missing element is. I'm specifically right now thinking about just extra relationships. One of the things that I love to do as a coach was connect people in my network. Ah, yeah. Was to teach them how to connect with other people, um, but also make those introductions and teach them the language. We can probably have a whole conversation around directive coaching versus non-directive coaching and what that is. And basically directive coaching is Lucas, go do these things. Let me just shorthand it for you, which is bordering on consulting a little bit. Sure. And then non-directive coaching is like, what do you think you should do? (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you a whole bunch of questions because the belief is that coaches have the questions and the client has the answers. Right. But not always. Right. right. Not always does the client have the answer. And if the coach has the answer, then stepping in and having some directive coaching is helpful. Mm. Also stepping in and saying, I think a relationship of this type, and I'm not now talking about therapists. I'm talking about if you're a lawyer, you might need to know other lawyers. If you're a banker, you might need to know other lawyers yeah. <laughs> or other or other bankers yeah. or other CPAs or insurance providers or whatever. Right. So all of those things, like when you're helping someone to get their outcome, It's also sometimes giving them the golden ticket and saying, you need this and here's where it is. You need this connection and here it is. I'm going to make this connection for you. Being a connector, I'm specifically talking about relationships, but we could also be talking about something as simple as I think meditation would be a good practice for you. And here are three apps Mm. you might want to try. Gotcha. Yeah. Sleep. Uh, That's a huge one. Yeah. Right. Well, but it seems to me yeah. that you haven't checked your boxes, right? And this is an EBM conversation that I have with those of you in the mastermind. Oh, like yeah. Not at your if you're not your best self, go and make sure that your boxes are checked. And by boxes, everyone, I mean I think there's the simple acronym HALT. Are you hungry, angry, something, or tired? What's L? 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not lazy. <laughs> Are you hungry, angry, lazy, or tired? I don't know what L is. Oh, what is the L? Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying um, to remember. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> yes, but I have a whole I have a whole checklist of things when I don't feel like I'm my most fierce and fabulous. I'm thinking to myself now, did I sleep? Did I meditate? Did I exercise? Did I get my endorphins? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Lonely. Lonely. Oh, okay. Well, and so that's another thing a coach can help people to uncover is like what their needs are and how to get their needs met in a constructive way. And that isn't, that is an intangible because I can't say you need a massage and then give you a massage, but I can say you have a high need for touch. And so get your need for touch met in a constructive way so that you don't get it met in a destructive way. Right. So things like that. So you've uh, really kind of, you've touched on something that I think a lot of people, it's an intangible, people are starting to advertise more. And I find it interesting, you know, because like the whole networking part, right? Like, so, and I'm spe- speaking specifically about that. Like, I'll, I'll give you access to recommendations and referrals and that type of thing. You're starting to see more coaches and consultants build that into their offers. But it's kind of like, it's a little bit of like a treacherous road to walk on putting that up front because you don't know who that person's going to be a good fit for, if they're even going to be a good fit for someone in your network um, before you say that. And you can really kind of set up expectations that there's going to be this like massive return on that. I've actually had someone meet with me once to get some coaching about a course launch. And I very specifically told her, I can't consult you, but I can coach you on this. And she said, oh, okay, that's cool. I just need one hour. So we met. And in the course of the conversation, she, I think she accidentally said this out loud, but she said it. She said, I just, I'm just, I just want access to your network. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I I just want to access the network you've built. Like I want, I want to know all the people. I want to be introduced to all the people, you know, of course you do. We don't even know each other. (laughs) Of course you do. Doesn't everyone? Yes. Right. But that person thought that that would be a a deliverable of this conversation or this relationship. No, sorry. And I actually had to go back and say, I'm sorry. Did I imply that that was something I offer? Right. That I just provide open access to my network to clients? (laughs) I try to make positive introductions every chance I get. And obviously we need to do a conversation on building relationships and things like that. Right. Um, right, That is an intangible of the coaching relationship, but that's a double-edged sword because now when I introduce someone into someone in my network, I will always say like, this person's new. I don't know if they're a serial killer or like the best person in the world, you know, proceed at your own risk. Yeah. But if I introduce you to someone, right, business partner, someone I've worked with for a couple of years, someone I know very well, right? Here's the genesis of our relationship. Here's the journey of our relationship. Here's why I have complete confidence. And so can you, mm. I contextualize relationships now more than I ever have rather than just going, here's two great people I think would be great together. It's like, I really love peanut butter chocolate. I'm not so sure about (laughs) (laughs) this could be great. Or I could be popping popcorn to watch the fallout. We don't know yet. So proceed at your own risk. Yeah. And you, and you know who you can make 
those referrals to and and you That's know right. who you can That's who right. you can drag into those circles because um you've been doing this uh for for long enough to see where that's worked and where it hasn't. And for those people that haven't experienced that yet, my my only input to this, I'm interested to see if you have any anything additional to add to this honoré is that it almost just includes one key ingredient and that's time. Like most people are just impatient with that process. They know how to 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 communicate with a person because they are a coach. They know how to establish uh that person in their program because that's what they've designed but they're sometimes too quick to move uh, right into that type of relationship with them. And they haven't really given it the time to, to marinate and mature before they know which intangibles to offer that person. And it yes. just takes time. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, we all want instant gratification. Mm. I want instant gratification hundred percent. I want uh, every single time I would like, you know, I was on a diet for, for three hours and it was the longest three hours of my life. I wanted that instant. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Three, <laughs> three hours. I mean, I, you know, weeks? I gave up, I gave up sweets and it was the longest, like we were saying at dinner <laughs> last night, we're going to fast until dessert. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to practice fasting <laughs> between now and when they bring us the chocolate cake. Right. <laughs> right. It was a, it was a long break. People really do want instant gratification and we are now prime delivered into instant gratification. If I run out of something, I just order it and they deliver it in two hours to two days. I mean, the, the, I mean, God forbid I should get in my car and drive to the store and buy it and have it in 30 minutes right. when I could have someone bring it to me Yeah, in a very short period of time. So, um, the coaching relationship, that intangible, that's a really good point is when you engage in the coaching relationship, I think there are two things to remember. One, you are their only coach. Probably if they have more than mm. one coach, that's rare, right? Your coaching session will be the only coaching session they have this week or this month. You are going to have a coaching session before their coaching session and coaching mm. session after an intangible is really to make anyone feel like this is the only video we've ever done. The only video we're ever going to do. We're giving it everything we've got. This is the only conversation, coaching conversation that I've ever had. This is it right here. I'm putting it all in here, making it feel very special. And then showing up the number of times it takes for someone to feel comfortable and also understanding not just the number of times, but also knowing your client. It was all very interesting. I, I coached all different kinds of people when coaching was all I did. And there were the people that I knew the first 15 minutes were like, what are you making for supper? How you been doing? Right. What, we what are talked your plans last this week. weekend? <laughs> yeah. We talked two weeks ago, but yeah. they had a warm up period. Mm -hmm. And some people I'm more of the, I don't really need a warm up period. Right. I just am like, we have a limited amount of time. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste my time. What are we doing? What are we doing? I've, I will write my email and then go back to the top and go, Hey, little kids, hope you're having a great day. Yeah, right. How can I be of service to you? But it's like, I've already written the content, right? But I put in a little warm up because I don't want people to feel like there's a lack of relationship piece to me, which actually there's a very big relationship piece, mm -hmm. understanding your clients and whether they are a good morning, what are we working on today kind of person or good morning, 
Do you have any plans for the holiday? Hmm. Can you believe the storm that's rolling in? Right? Like some people need the warm up and then they also need the cool down. Right? Some people like finish their workout and they go get in the shower. Some people finish their workout and they like sit on the floor and stretch and scroll through their phone. And so <laughs> coaching clients are very much the same. Like you might need to leave a few minutes at the end of the call to say, okay, so it sounds like what you're going to do over the next week, two weeks, month, until we talk again, are these things. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we end our conversation? You know, is there anything else I can do for you? Is there any other way I can serve you? And then some people are like, thank you. Got my three actions. Got to go. Peace out. <laughs> They're gone. Right. And you're just like, did that just happen? And so understanding your clients and this is a whole conversation I'm just about to say in a sentence, mm -hmm. understanding human behavior yeah, and understanding yeah. your clients is a huge intangible. Having all of that knowledge, having all those programs and all that information running in the background is really going to come in handy when you get on the phone or Zoom or Skype or whatever you're doing. Yeah. Someday we're going to watch this video like 40 years from now. Gonna, what? Remember Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> I, does anybody have Skype anymore? Um, <laughs> but no, however, you're meeting someone, right. That, that you understand who's showing up for you sometimes in ways they don't understand themselves. You can predict what they're going to do before they do it themselves. Like you and I know right. certain things about certain people sure. because we've, worked with them long enough or known them not long enough. It's like, okay, um, I'll give an example in my own house, right? I'm, I'm a, not a night person. I'm a morning person. So you can call me at four 30 in the morning and I can talk word count and all kinds of things with you. But if you're coming to me after like nine o'clock, I'm like, have we met? Cause this is not my time of day. <laughs> right. And so like, I have, I have a quick warm up period. And then once my brain is done, I'm done on the flip side, my husband, you know, in, in the entertainment business is like, I don't really ask him anything important before 10. Right. Cause That's I just know, but I can go out at nine o'clock and go, can we talk about the, you know, history, European world war two history. And he's like, yes, let's talk about it. Cause he's just like 9. PM. He's like wide awake and ready to go. <laughs> you have to know who you're talking to yeah. and understand them and then understand what's underneath them and, and behind them. Right. What's their personality type? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? How do they show up? What do they need from you in order to get the most out of your coaching relationship? Right. Excellent. Well, Miss Honoré, I think that's a wrap for this episode. You got anything else you want to stack on there? I do not. All right. <laughs> well, look, guys, we love making these videos. We're going to keep dropping them. You guys should keep watching them. If you've just seen us for the first time, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel and stay tuned because we are absolutely having a blast and uh, we got more videos coming to you. So stay tuned. All right, guys. All right. Thanks for watching.